This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Jenks, the U.S. Open's really throwing off um, my balance because, number one, I was watching the U.S. Open as I was getting Mm -hmm. ready for bed yesterday, which was weird because normally golf is square in the middle of the day. But I'm like, it's dark outside. Is this a rerun? And my husband's like, no, they're still playing. I'm like, oh, my God. We've watched this all day and all night because we know the running joke at my household is I am forced to watch golf against mm-hmm. my will at times because I don't mind watching like the big names play. I like watching the big names play, but we had it on like at the very start where it's like the morning tea times of the guys who are oh, like wow. not going to contending. So like we were watching that. Uh, but the other reason where I'm feeling a little off balance about this U.S. Open is because it's playing like the John Deere Classic where guys are just tearing this course up as we have the leaders going into day two uh, at eight under Xander Shoffley and Ricky Fowler tied for the lead at an eight under part, followed by Dustin Johnson and Wyndham Clark at six under Brian Harmon at five under and Rory at five under as well. So we saw some pretty low scores on the first day, but we know that the USGA is going to fire back and probably make this course Mm -hmm. a little bit harder. I feel like you're an academic person, so maybe you were in this scenario like I was. Did you ever mm-hmm. have a teacher or professor that purposefully made the test really difficult if people were getting too high of scores on the tests? Well, yes, we had one professor, and God bless him, he passed away a few years ago. I actually, this was a teacher, not even a professor. This is my senior English teacher, and I actually went all the way back to Texas to go to his funeral because he had such a great impact on my life. And he was exceptionally hard, but he was a brilliant English teacher and he would never make it easy on you. And the running joke was, Hey, if you make a B in his class, you've aced his class, but he had a real passion for the language. He had a real passion for grammar and punctuation and teaching you things in a way that was much more intelligent than you normally get in high school compared to a lot of classes that you have. And so he, whenever he saw us sort of grasping something, he would push a little more and make it a little bit harder because he wanted to, because it's, it's hard to master anything, particularly the English language and grammar and punctuation when you're a senior in high school, there's just so much out there to learn. So he was always moving the bar ahead just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. So we would keep challenging ourselves and it was brilliant. And, and when you look back, you loved him for it because you realized that class was so hard but he wasn't doing, it wasn't an ego stroke. You see teachers do that all the time, right? Like I'm going to make this hard just because they can. He was doing it because he wanted you to think critically and truly push yourself to learn as much as you could and to expand your knowledge. So yeah. And, and, and looking back, it was absolutely the perfect way to teach. I love that guy. That's the sign of a good teacher where it's Mm -hmm. tough, but fair. And you're going to learn something. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think the U S SGA is looking in that direction and saying, okay, well, we want some lower scores and we want only the big names to be at the top of the leaderboard because I feel like, isn't that the case with majors? When the course is that difficult, you need almost the big names. And I know that the the running trend here at the U.S. Open is 11 of the past 14 winners have been first-time major champions, but there are some guys, uh, especially yeah. at the top of the leaderboard, who have not won a major that are still excellent golfers looking squarely 
at Xander Shoffley. I keep forgetting that he is not one of major. Doesn't it feel like he's been in contention at so many majors and mm-hmm. he has been right there at some of the hardest golf courses? I think that's why he's the favorite right now at plus 333 mm-hmm. and why Ricky Fowler is plus 650. And you're thinking, well, they're tied. They're tied after round one. Why aren't they the same odds? Well, it's because Xander Shoffley has been so close much more recently than Ricky Fowler. And so I think you're right. Shoffley has been right there. He does have two second-place finishes, one at the Masters in 2019, one at the U.S. Open in 2018. So just because he's had more of that recent success, yeah, that's why he's the favorite going into the second round. Did win a gold medal. I did not realize that. Double D just put that in the chat, so credit to Double D there. But, yes, he's just been the golfer in better form over the past few years. Certainly we've heard a hell of a lot more about Xander Shoffley as opposed to Ricky Fowler and what he's done. Ricky sort of disappeared for a while, so he's back, but Xander's been there the entire time. Exactly. I remember that Olympics. That was a good watch. Um, but yes, I think the question now on Ricky Fowler is, did you miss the boat? Because his odds are plus 650, which if you mm-hmm. remember at the start of this tournament, the favorite, Scotty Scheffler, was 6-1. to one. So you're basically paying a favorite price now on Ricky Fowler with three days remaining. We are only a fourth of the way into the tournament. So are you a believer in Ricky Fowler continuing this? And I had to be checked on this because Ricky Fowler has had some good uh, finishes in his last Mm -hmm. five tournaments, T9 at the Memorial, T6 at the Charles Schwab Challenge. And he said this after the round. He said, I feel like I've been trending in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I just finally made the putts yesterday. So it's not like that out of left field that Ricky Fowler is playing well. I think it's just kind of out of left field that he shot a 62 because Mm -hmm. that's out of left field for anybody to shoot that at a U.S. Open. So do you think Ricky Fowler continues to play good golf? Yeah, I do. And I want him to win this thing. Ricky is a good guy. He's beloved on the tour has a ton of fans. And remember, he didn't qualify for the past two U.S. Opens. He didn't qualify for the Masters. He's had a rough run. And I love the fact, here's what I what I read about Ricky Fowler, about him trying this new putter. And this quote really just, I took a step back. I was like, ooh, that's a very confident thing to say. When he tried this new long putter, because he was putting beautifully yesterday, and he got it from his caddy, he said, this is like cheating. So imagine the confidence that you have when you try a new putter and you've got to be able to putt well, obviously, in a major. And your reaction is using this putter is like cheating. So clearly he's very confident with the flat stick right now. And when you have that sort of confidence, we'll see how he continues to trend because he's been in this situation before. But it's been a long time since he's won a tournament. He hasn't won a tournament since 2019. We'll see how he handles the pressure. But as far as his game is concerned, I feel like, and he sounds like he's playing with a ton of confidence. For sure. He said confidence is a big part of golf, and I finally have that confidence. Mm -hmm. So something to monitor moving forward uh, as well. Let's look at Scotty Scheffler, because I heard some people saying, oh, Scotty Scheffler hasn't been putting well lately. Go ahead and count him out. And I looked at the the leaderboard yesterday. I was like, weird. Scotty Scheffler sitting mm-hmm. at three under in the top 10. Hmm. Who would have guessed? Just the guy that's been, you know, hammering out top 10s for it feels like every single week on tour. But here's the thing. You're always going to pay a price on Scotty Scheffler. He's only mm-hmm. seven to one despite being 
five shots back. Do you think this tournament is still wide open? I think that's my question. If a course yeah. is playing really difficult and there is the opportunity for guys to like blow up, do you think it's worth taking a flyer on somebody who is further down the leaderboard after one day of the tournament? Yeah, I do. And particularly when you look at 262s, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's sustainable. I, it's not sustainable. Even Scotty no. Scheffler said after the round, I didn't think 62 was out there, but I guess it was. And he went low. So there's no way I'll be happy to put this on bad takes, exposed, whatever. There's no way Fowler and Shop are <laughs> going to go 62 again. Do you know what I mean? So there is going to be yeah. some natural regression there. And because of that, yeah, I think it's wide open right now. And we haven't talked about Rory at all, but he's sitting there at five bags. So there's some big names. Dustin Johnson is tied for third at six under. Yeah, because those guys went so low and because you talked about how the U.S. Open, they're going to change the pin placement. <laughs> they're, they're not going to allow a 62 again. The greens will get tougher. The course will get tougher. Yeah, I think this thing is still wide open. I think so as well. And I know you're going to hate me for bringing up Sam Bennett again because he went to Texas A&M. Uh, but this guy uh, is off to a hot start. The guy that just turned pro not too long ago. If you remember, Sam Bennett was the low amateur at the Masters, tied for 16th after shooting back-to-back rounds of 68 in the first two days. Kind of came back down to earth in the final two rounds. But when you see guys like that, it feels like you can still get some value. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. taking Sam Bennett 200 to 1 to win it, but I still feel like if you can get some live top 20s and even top 40s, I think maybe the value is still there for somebody who has proven that he can play on difficult courses. When you finish well at the Masters, we know that that is number one. The spotlight is glaring uh, when you're playing at the the most popular tournament probably on tour and also it's a major and also it's very difficult so uh that's the thing about the u.s open is that since there's 150 guys or whatever you can get some good value on top 20s and top 40s going into today's round are there any other storylines that you kind of have that you want to watch i want to watch rory rory mm-hmm. wow my voice is cracking so rory. much this morning rory rory scooby-doo and rory together (laughs) i i i i just i think his story is fascinating and fowler going so low shoffley going so low those are clearly the headlines as they should be but the mental aspect just like ricky was saying confidence is everything and for rory i don't necessarily think it's his confidence that is shaken i just think he is tired when you talk about golf being a mental game we've been over this This is a guy who was disappointed that he didn't compete at the Masters, and then he was out front of all the PGA Tour live stuff. No one has taken on more of a a mental load, if you will, than Rory McIlroy over the past couple of years, not just because he's been hankering for that green jacket, but also because he's had to do so much speaking here. So for Rory, still one of the best golfers in the world to be hanging around and us not talking about him is probably a good thing. It would not surprise me if – after today or tomorrow, all of a sudden, Roy is right there near the top. He already is. Oh, for sure. For sure. The talent is definitely there. And then I'm going to need Victor Hovland to stop taking me on this roller coaster of a ride because I walk past the TV and he's holing out for Eagle from 165 yards. And I'm like, oh, yes, Victor Hovland. And then he follows up with like, 
bogey unlike uh i think it was hole number 10 so up and down day for victor hovland i think he's still in it come on victor get it going for you girl for more listen to the daily tip presented by betmgm weekday mornings from 6 to 9 eastern on the beck ql network the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts